So here I am and there you are. We are continuing down the journey of acquiring the buff body, mind, spirit, and bank. And this is just one stop along the journey. All aboard into the Gathering Strength podcast train. And our destination is going to be the buff mind. I have already spoken about my organically created catchphrase, the buff body, mind, spirit, and bank. And the last two episodes were about the buff body and the buff spirit. And like I said already, we're going to be talking about the buff mind today. A strong mind. As it pertains to your mind, I want you to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1974 as he was competing in the Mr. Olympia Bodybuilding Championship. I want you to look jacked. Life is going to be heavy, tough, and inevitably, we're going to get knocked down. There's not always going to be someone there to pick us back up. We're going to have to pick ourselves back up and stand up straighter and stronger. And we're going to rise. We're going to rise to the occasion without having to succumb to being propped up by our vices, held together by our vices. We're not going to need to diminish any of these feelings, any of these sensations that the human is susceptible to feel along the the journey of life. No, we're, we're not going to need to numb anything down. We're going to be able to just, hey, bring it on. Bring it on. So let's, let us continue. Welcome to my podcast, The Gathering Strength Podcast. Now, you know, ultimately, my podcast it is dedicated to empowering your mind, empowering your body, your spirit, and empowering your bank. I want you to have some deep pockets. In this episode, I'm going to embark on the transformative journey on cultivating a buff mind, a strong mind, a resilient mind. So join me as we explore practical strategies and insights to enhance mental resilience, clarity, and well-being. Discover how positive thinking, mindfulness, continuous learning, and emotional intelligence can strengthen your inner fortitude. Get ready to unlock your full potential, overcoming challenges, and let's foster a resilient mindset that propels you toward a life of growth and fulfillment. All right, you have tuned in to my podcast, The Gathering Strength Podcast. So get ready because I'm going to empower your mind for success. I have already broken down the philosophical quote, Know Thyself, spoken by Socrates. So go ahead and tune in to episode, I think it's 111 or 112, that I kicked off this podcast series, The Buff Body, Mind, Spirit, and Bank, because it is important to Know yourself in all of those realms. Because if you don't know yourself in all of those realms, then you're not going to be moving in a purposeful manner. You're not going to be able to address any of your weaknesses. You're not going to be open. You're not going to be humble. You are essentially going to be either moving in the fog or thinking that, that you know it all. That's where being humble comes in because, man, who who knows it all? Nobody knows it all. We are all works in progress. And if you are a family man, a father, a caregiver, a titleist leader, then you have people counting on you to become your most best and brilliant. Life is complex, man. 
And if we continue to succumb to the vices, if we continue to self-sabotage ourselves, how are we going to be the most brilliant, you know, fathers, husbands, pillars of our communities? Ultimately, we're not. So that's why I I have this podcast. Even though I'm speaking to you guys, you know, ultimately I'm speaking to myself because this is the stuff that I have learned along my journey that has helped me become the man that I am today, which is a man in progress. Like I said, I, I don't have all the answers. I don't have everything figured out, but I have been able to implement and learn and put to practice some of these things that I have spoken about. And because I have done that, I am now standing on a much firmer foundation. Now this episode, I'm going to be intertwining Know Thyself with the mind. And it involves developing a deep understanding of your thoughts, beliefs, and patterns of thinking. Here are some ways to achieve this integration. Man, let's bring it together. Know thyself and cultivating a buff mind, a strong mind. Number one is going to be self-reflection. Take time to observe and reflect on your thoughts and mental processes. Engage in introspection and ask yourself probing questions about your values, motivations, and underlying beliefs. Everything that you do, ask yourself, hey, why? Engage, you know, in that introspection. Uh, you need to ask yourself those probing questions about your values. All right, so you think, all right, I believe that being honest is a is a good value. All right, now why? Get to the bottom of why living a truthful life is something that you aspire to become a a honest man. Why? Why not go around deceiving, lying, cheating, stealing? You know, when you get to the bottom of it, then that is when, you know, you really start to put those thoughts into the forefront of your mind. And now because you are asking yourself those probing questions, you can get to the bottom of who you are. You know, just keep going. Keep digging. Bust out the shovel. Bust out the backhoes, the, the excavators, and dig into yourself. Ask yourself all of those probing questions. Another aspect of know thyself and the strong mind is mindfulness practice. Cultivate present moment awareness by practicing mindfulness. Observe your thoughts without judgment and become attuned to the patterns and tendencies of your mind. This practice enhances self-awareness and helps you recognize the link between your thoughts and your sense of self. Now this was something that when I first heard about the concept of mindfulness and the how it is beneficial to cultivate to cultivate a present moment awareness you know that was that was a moment of clarity because prior to that i was either living in the future or i was either living in the past now depending on if i was ruminating about a thought that was negative now that is going to promote negative thoughts and I'm going to be depressed because ultimately depression is living in the past and thinking about how you could have done better dwelling on it you know just like oh man I messed up in in the present moment 
I'm suffering about something that I did in the past. Now, as it pertains to anxiety, that is your brain living in the future. And you are trying to forecast a particular situation that, hey, may or may not even happen. And that is causing you worry, doubt, stress, uncertainty. And because you're neither living in the You're not living in the present. You're living in the past or the future. That is robbing you of the present moment. And it's weird how the present moment is called the present, you know, because it it is a gift. Like right now, you're all good. As long as you are, are not finding yourself in a burning building or, you know, in a in a hurricane, you know, you're all right. You have, you have, I'm going to assume, if you live in America, you are surrounded by abundance. You have fresh water. You know, you have a healthy body. You have everything that that you need. And because I am a man of the Christian faith, I know that there is a devil out there. And the devil wants to keep me, you know, worried. He wants to rob me of my joy. He wants to rob me and deceive me of my present moment and one of the weapons that is formed against us is depression and anxiety. One of the ways to be or to cultivate a strong mind is to cultivate present moment awareness and you practice that by being mindful. Observe your thoughts. Observe them without judgment. You know, so if you have a a negative thought you know, hey, that's all right. Just because you think something negatively, like, I don't know, just whatever your bush league, your lowest of low value thoughts, your lowbrow thoughts, just just because you have those thoughts doesn't mean that you're a bad person. That just means, hey, you're focusing on the wrong thing because I believe where there's light, there's dark, where there's yin, there's yang, where there's hot, there's cold, where there's up and there's down. And... With inside every single human being, there is the line between good and evil. Nobody is 100% a saint. Nobody is 100% bad. And like I said before, just because you have you know a series of bad thoughts doesn't mean that you are a bad person. Just acknowledge them. Like, all right, I'm, I'm thinking like this. Okay, you know, dig into that. Find out why. Know yourself. Why are you thinking those thoughts? And if you're having good thoughts, why are you thinking those thoughts? Onward from that and into your beliefs. You're going to need to examine your beliefs, both conscious and unconscious, and consider their origins and impact on your thoughts and behaviors. Reflect on whether these beliefs align with your values and goals and be open to revising or expanding them as needed. Now, as it pertains to your beliefs, you know, what do you believe in? Here is a belief that I used to believe in that I realized it got me to where I was at, but it wasn't going to get me to where I needed to go. So, therefore, I needed to replace that belief, and that belief was no longer serving me. It was stifling my growth. It was a form of self-sabotaging. And, man, I I needed to no longer believe in that. And the way that I grew up 
I was surrounded by a bunch of people that celebrated how tough they were, how strong they were, how how good of a fighter they were in. You know, there was a a sentiment to where, hey, if someone, you know, disrespected you, then you had to put them in their place. You had to let them know who you were. You had to let them know how big and bad you were. Ultimately, you had to, you know, let them know what's up, right? In the streets, if you get disrespected, that just opened you up to being a punk. That opened you up to be disrespected even more. And the way that I believed, because uh, the way that I believed was, hey, I need to go either argue with this person or I need to go fight them and put them in their place because I, I, I grew up that way. And now that served me for a little while because, you know, I was a little guy. And, you know, us little guys, we, we need to, you know, uh, assert ourselves, you know, because there's bullies out there. And if we don't stand up for ourselves, then, you know, we're just going to continually have our lunch money stolen. You know, people are going to, you know, just just pick on us. So the belief that I had was if I don't stand up for myself and go fight, then I'm a punk. I have no respect for myself. No one is going to respect me, etc., etc., right? You know, that might have served me on the schoolyard, in the lunch playground, in the cafeteria. But as a grown man, if I go put my hands on someone, I'm going to go to jail. I might hurt someone. I might get hurt. I might get shot. I might get stabbed. You know, those beliefs, they stifled my growth and I was suffering needlessly because of it. And that was something that I learned. I inherited that mindset. Now, because I had that mindset, it impacted who I was. And I was a person who was, you know, just looking for someone to disrespect me. And then I just had to go and set them straight and man, it just caused a bunch of needless anger and stress. And man, no one wants... I, I didn't even want to be around myself. That's why I had to change. Along your journey of fortifying your mind and acquiring the buff mind, you are going to need and be aware of emotional intelligence. Develop emotional intelligence by understanding and managing your emotions. Recognize how your thoughts influence your emotional experiences and vice versa. This awareness allows you to respond to situations more consciously and make choices aligned with your authentic self. Challenge cognitive biases. Be aware of cognitive biases and thought distortions that may cloud your judgment or limit your perspective. Learn to recognize and challenge these biases, allowing for more accurate and balanced thinking. Now, one of the ways that I was able to open up my mind a little bit more, you know, when, let's say I was at work and there was a disrespectful coworker or even a disrespectful customer, someone who was just rude, a Karen, one of those dreaded Karens, right? Now, I used to take that as a personal attack, right? Like, hey, they're coming at me. You don't know me, right? Hey, I'm going to let you know who you're talking to, right? So here we are. I'm 
matching their energy, I'm stooping to their level, and now we are in a heated conflict. Now, what I didn't realize is, hey, maybe that person is unhappy. Maybe that person's mom just died. Maybe that person's child is sick in a hospital. Maybe that person was raised by a a pack of wolves. And, you know, within that wolf pack, it is okay to go and just piss and shit everywhere. Ultimately, we don't know where these people come from, who they are, but we know ourselves and we know that we are abundantly blessed, that we are made for a a purpose, and that, that purpose is not to be a plight on the world. That purpose is to be a light on the world. Now, even though that person may be subjecting us to the wrath of their their being you know with a strong mind we can absorb the heat of their wrath and because we have the superpower of turning their negative energy that they're subjecting us to we have the superpower of turning that energy into positive energy and we can absorb it like a piece of iron and bang it into a mighty sword everything is energy everything is fuel So, just because someone disrespects us doesn't mean that we need to go and stoop to their level because, like I said, we don't know where they're coming from. There's a lot of hardship out there. And when we we meet these people with this fortified, buff mindset, then, hey, we arrive at a a level of imperturbability. We become unfuckwittable. You can't get me upset because that's not up to you. You know, right? Another little tip and tool to acquire your buff mind is to constantly seek knowledge and growth. We need to continuously engage in learning and and personal growth. Explore new ideas because, guess what? You haven't been exposed to everything. There's so many many things that you just have not even seen, heard, learned from. You don't even know. There's so many things that you don't even know exist out there. And you know what? I'm not only saying this to you. I'm saying this to myself. Ruby Rube, there's so many things out there that you are just not even aware exist. But because I continuously engage in learning and personal growth, I get to explore new ideas that shape me for the better. I get to expose myself to different perspectives. I don't just want to have my perspective. I'm just one one dude who's been on this particular path and it has shaped me to become the person who I have become. But hey, I'm, I'm not the only person walking around in this world. Like I said before, there are some, some people out there who have... Or not, there are some... Everybody has walked their own path and we're all shaped by different situations and circumstances. And I'm interested. Because ultimately, you know, your if I learn your perspective, that's going to help me to be able to see the world a little bit more. Because you have seen things that, that I haven't seen. And when we do this, it expands our mental horizons. You're going to take on new ideas, explore new perspectives and because you did that 
your horizons have broadened. You can see more, more potential, more adventure, more opportunity, more everything. Abundance, that growth mindset. Now, because we have broadened our mental horizons, this pursuit of knowledge broadens our understanding of the world and yourself. And what type of person wouldn't want to broaden their understanding of the world? What type of person wouldn't want to broaden their understanding of themselves? Who wants to live a life with blinders on? There was a really good Renaissance painting that depicted the blind leading the blind. And the portrait was, it was uh, painted in like the 1600s. And it was a, I don't know, it was like a line of five, five or six guys. And they were all holding hands and they all had like uh, a cloth around their eyes. And some of them didn't even have eyes at all. It was creepy. Now the first guy who was leading him, he was already, he already fell in the pit. And... As you went down the line, each man was in the process of falling forward. And that was a great a great picture of a blind man leading other blind people. Now, let, let me pose this question to you. Now, as I've already mentioned, you know, if you're a father, a caregiver, a husband, a member of your community, and if you have on your blinders... Man, you are leading other people blindly. And I love that biblical quote. The blind will lead the blind. But as a member of the Gathering Strength podcast community, we strive to frequently take off all of these blinders and these biases that we have on. And the way that we do that is we seek knowledge and growth continuously. Now, to circle back a little bit more about the emotional intelligence. Now, this is something that that really broadened my horizon, my deeper understanding of how the world works and of myself was gaining a deeper understanding of emotional intelligence. Now, what that refers to is our ability to understand and manage our own emotions and the emotions of others. Now, before I understood this, I had, I don't know, maybe maybe five emotions. I was either happy, sad, angry, frustrated, jealous, and to round those off, maybe, I don't know, scared, confused, right? Just basic. I was a basic dude, and now, because I was a basic dude, I had basic emotions. My emotional intelligence was on par of, of a child. Now, throughout my journey, I have been able to gain a deeper understanding of my emotional intelligence. Number one is recognize emotions. Emotional intelligence starts with being aware of our own emotions. It means understanding how we feel and being able to name those emotions, such as happy, sad, angry, anxious, Understanding emotions involves knowing why we feel a certain way and recognizing the factors that trigger our emotions. It helps us to gain insight into ourselves. And now, as it pertains to being able to name 
those emotions, as your vocabulary starts to develop, you are going to be able to identify and call out new emotions. Because like I said before, my emotional intelligence was on par of a you know child as a grown man, as a grown hairy American man that bleeds red, white, and blue. I'm, I was able to call out more complex emotions such as imperturbable, becoming imperturbable, indefatigability. Now the definition of imperturbable is unable to be upset or excited. You are calm. Like I said, so when we're dealing with a Karen or an idiot coworker out there who is just bugging the hell out of us, Hey, that's all good because with inside me, I can identify when I am acting in a manner that is this word, imperturbable. I am unable to be upset or excited or calm. So while you're over there, you know, acting like a wild man or a wild lady and getting all upset and raising your blood pressure, I am imperturbable. I am calm. Now, another emotion that you're able to, or you should be able to identify as a mature, evolved human being is indefatigable. Now, I love this word. This is probably going to be my word of the year. And as it pertains to an emotional state is, well, the first of all, the definition of indefatigable is persisting tirelessly, uh, specifically of a person and their efforts. Now, when I am exposed to a, a goal, um, you know, chasing something down, something that I really want, hey, within me, I know that I am acting in an indefatigable manner. And my indefatigability is going to persist tirelessly towards what is good, what is better, what is best. Yeah, sure. It's all right to be okay if you want to be. But because I am indefatigable, I'm going to persist tirelessly and strive always towards what is better. Now, that is a complex emotion that you need to be able to call out and feel. When are you feeling imperturbable? When are you feeling indefatigable? When are you feeling those emotions? Because if you can't name when you are feeling that way, you you know, you are at a disadvantage. It is empowering when you can stand before someone and say, hey, no matter Who does what to me, I'm going to remain imperturbable. No matter what goal I set out for myself, I will remain indefatigable. I will persist tirelessly towards the highest, most brilliant, best version of myself. Now, one last topic to talk about as we embark on the journey of fortifying our minds and obtaining a buff a buff mind is our biases. Now, when I learned 
of the biases and how they are applicable to the human condition, that made me look at myself and reflect on the, on the biases that I had on a conscious level and a subconscious level. Sheesh, because ultimately, when you look at yourself a little bit deeper, when you gaze into that person reflecting back at you in the mirror, and you look long and hard enough, and man, that is when your subconscious starts to reveal itself a little bit more. When you look at yourself long enough in the mirror, you can start to see the reflection of your parents, of your grandparents, of your ancestors, and those are the biases, and those are the people and the caregivers and your ancestors who have come before you, who have pre-programmed you with your belief systems that, hey, maybe they are not serving you anymore. And that is why we need to be able to suss through the shit from the sustenance and cast aside all of the poo-poo from our lives and display proudly the nuggets of wisdom that the essence, that the best of our culture, role models, and caregivers, we need to abide by the best of what they they taught us. Ultimately, man, that, that biblical phrase, the blind will lead the blind, that is one of my favorite biblical excerpts because ultimately we are all blind in so many different realms and so many different aspects of our lives. And because we're blind, we'll lead other people blindly. And because nobody is perfect, we are led by imperfect people down imperfect paths. And it takes someone within that family tree, within that family legacy, to be the one who is strong enough to remove those blinders and take a look around and be like, man, hey, where are we at? We're in the wilderness. All right, time to, you know, correct course and traverse up this mountain. And the biases that we have inherited, that we have just come to know that we just operate automatically. Well, you know what? It's those biases that, that, you know, get us to do what we do. And if we don't know why we're doing what we do, then once again... We're living in the fog. Essentially, our day is a foggy London, a foggy London town. Now, on to these biases. Man, what are they? Biases are systematic errors in thinking or judgment that can be the influence of our perceptions, beliefs, and decision-making processes. Sheesh. Systematic errors? Question mark. No way. No way that I can have a systematic error, right? I'm, I I know it all. Everything that I know is true. Reality, as I see it, as I perceive it, hey, that is as accurate as it gets, right? Like I said, man, turns out that you've been living your life in the fog. Time, time to clear out the fog and get some clarity in your lives. And one of the ways that we fortify our mind, that we obtain that buff mind is that we address, analyze, reflect, and get to the bottom of our biases, these systematic errors.
Now these systematic errors, these biases, as pesky as they are, they're often automatic and unconscious, shaping our thoughts and actions without us being fully aware of them. Man, it looks like we're no better than a automaton, a, a damn robot. Like I said, man, the better that we understand how the world works, this human condition that we all have to abide by, the better that we can navigate the world, broaden our horizons as it comes to the, to the mind, the better we can navigate ourselves out of this damn wilderness, out of the desert, and into our own little promised lands that are overflowing with milk and honey. Now, biases can be based on various factors, including personal experiences, cultural background, social conditioning, and cognitive processes. Here are a few types of biases. One, confirmation bias. This bias involves seeking or favoring information that confirms our existing beliefs while ignoring or dismissing contradictory evidence. Now, who wants to, you know, do the work to prove themselves wrong? You know, there is a mental cognitive behavior that all of us humans are susceptible to, which is called cognitive ease. When we find an answer and it satisfies us, we're like, all right, yep, you know what? We will just go with that. And that is called confirmation bias. Little do we know that, hey, if we chew on the problem or try to get a little bit deeper into how the world works, uh-oh, that might turn our worlds upside down. We might learn something that we don't know. And then, man, that means that the map that we have constructed for ourselves is inaccurate, it doesn't work, and it is null and void. Therefore, if you want to get to where you need to go, to where your fate and your destiny has in store for you, you're going to need to update and get a grip and a hold on these biases. Another form of bias is availability bias. It occurs when we rely heavily on information that comes readily to mind, often overlooking less accessible or less memorable information. Anchoring bias. This bias refers to our tendency to rely too heavily on the first piece of information we receive when making judgments or decisions, even if it may not be accurate or relevant. Like I said, hey, cognitive ease. Go ahead and do a little Google search on cognitive ease and you'll see how lazy and how easily our monkey minds can be persuaded into believing things that are just men. It's all right, it's easy to believe that. Okay, we'll just go with that. The halo effect. It occurs when we form an overall impression of a person, object, or situation based on one particular trait or characteristic, allowing that impression to influence our perceptions of other aspects. Stereotyping biases. This bias involves making generalizations or assumptions about a group of people based on limited or incomplete information leading to unfair or inaccurate judgments. Now there's more biases that the human can experience, but man, all I want to do is sow a little seed, hopefully into your mind, to get you to think a little bit 
more about who you are. Understand, understanding the, these biases, it is important because they can impact our objectivity, decision-making, and interactions with others. Being aware of our biases can help us recognize and challenge them, allowing for more balanced thinking, informed judgments, and improved relationships with others. It is a continuous learning process that involves being open-minded, seeking diverse perspectives, and critically evaluating our own thoughts and beliefs. Now that sounds like a noble way to live, rather than being the guy that knows it all, is infallible, never makes mistakes, and is trying to get the world to bend to their perception of reality. Man, that's not how it works. And if you are that guy, there's probably a lot of stress in your life. There's probably a lot of arguing, a lot of trying to prove your points. And it's like, all right. You know, those people, they are exhausting to talk to. They are exhausting to deal with. Marcus Aurelius, the philosopher king, he said something in the ballpark of if... I am not saying, speaking, or acting truthfully. You know, show me and I will, or prove to me how I am acting wrong. And if, you know, you're right or if truth is right, then I will change my ways and I will act accordingly. And that's how we all have to be. We all have to be open, vulnerable, and willing to change based on truth and new information and we all need to you know be evolved and mature and learn from our mistakes man because there's so many so many little things that we can strengthen that can better our current positions now some final tips on cultivating a strong mind that involves developing mental resilience clarity and the ability to navigate life challenges effectively here are, are some ways to do that man I'm going to give you guys a fish and then teach you how to fish because I want you to have that buff mind. Number one, positive mindset. Foster a positive outlook by focusing on gratitude, affirmations, and positive self-talk. Train your mind to see opportunities and difficulties and reframe setbacks as learning experiences. Number two, mental fitness. Engage in activities that promote mental well-being, such as mindfulness, meditation, deep breathing, exercises, or yoga. These practices can enhance focus, reduce stress, and improve overall mental resilience. Number three, continuous learning. Keep your mind active and curious by pursuing new knowledge and skills. Read books, take courses, or engage in hobbies that challenge and stimulate your intellect. Number four, emotional intelligence. Develop emotional intelligence by understanding and managing your emotions. Come on, y'all. You gotta get a grip. Cultivate self-awareness, empathy, and effective communication skills to navigate relationships and handle emotions in a healthy way. If you are faced with a stressful situation and all you do is just handle it with anger and you want to go break something, man, come on, you got some growing up to do. It's all good. You're tuning into the right podcast, the Gathering Strength Podcast. Another tip to help you. Number five, mindful self-care. Take care of your mental health 
by prioritizing self-care activities. This may include getting enough sleep, maintaining a balanced diet, engaging in regular physical exercise, and spending time in nature. As it pertains to um, sleeping, there was a funny stand-up comedian that said, he was with like his sister or his relative, and the relative had a little kid, a little two-year-old kid, and the kid was just being very fussy, just you know, crying and and just man, there was no controlling the kid. And the stand-up comedian, he asked, he's like, "Man, what's wrong with that kid?" And the relative responded, "Oh, he's just tired, right? He's cranky. He needs a nap." And then the stand-up comedian was like, "Why don't he just go to bed then, right?" How many of us can relate to that? You know, when we're tired and cranky, but you know what? A nap would get us from despair into a place of, all right, I'm recovered. I can move on. Sorry, y'all. I was a little bit cranky. I just needed a nap or a snicker, right? So we need to be mindful of self-care because that is ultimately going to help us obtain the buff mind. Number six, cognitive challenges. Engage in activities that stimulate your cognitive abilities such as puzzles, brain games, or learning new language. These activities keep your mind sharp and improve cognitive function. One little thing that I do to help with my uh, cognitive challenges is I like to write in my journal. I like to write journals or do photography or, man, do do some push-ups, read books. It, it, it's, it's pretty simple to challenge yourself um, cognitively. So that's another little tip. Number seven is resilience. Uh, resilience building. Embrace challenges as opportunities for growth and practice resilience. When faced with setbacks or failures, focus on problem solving, adaptability, and maintaining a positive mindset. Now, a lot of people out there, they think that they want things to be easy, that they want things to be effortless, that they want it to flow. But man, the human, there's studies that have been done on the human condition. And it turns out that we don't want to be happy. We want to be challenged. We want to solve problems. And solving problems, that is what makes us happy. There was a study done with rats. And, you know, rats, they're they are mammals. They have a hierarchy. And they are similar to human beings. That's why, that's why we study them. And so, in this study, the scientists... They identified all of the things that would equate to essentially uh, a Garden of Eden for rats. They had access to food, water, plenty of mating opportunities. You know, they had uh, other rats and mice to play with. It was the perfect, the perfect place. It was heaven on earth for those rats. Now, what did those rats do? Essentially, in a nutshell, they tore each other apart. They had it too good. They needed struggle. They needed challenge. And because all of their problems, they were solved, they created problems. And man, those problems just manifested into essentially a a hell, <laughs> right? So as much as we think that we want it all to be easy and you know, all everything had handed to us on a platter, well, that comes with the price. 
this is another good tip right here. Surround, um, surround yourself with positive influences. Seek out supportive and uplifting relationships. Surround yourself with people who inspire you, motivate you, and challenge you to be your best self. Number nine, limit negativity. Minimize your exposure to negative influences such as toxic relationships, excessive media consumption, or self-critical thoughts. Set healthy boundaries and prioritize activities that nourish your mind. Number 10, seek support when needed. If you're struggling with mental health issues or facing overwhelming challenges, don't hesitate to seek professional help. Therapy or counseling can provide valuable support and guidance. Remember, cultivating a strong mind is an ongoing practice and it's going to require consistency and effort. Essentially, this is your life now. Growing, gathering, accumulating all types of strength. And this is going to involve nurturing your mental well-being, expanding your knowledge, and developing resilience to face life's ups and downs with clarity and strength. So come on, people. Let's go. You can do it. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for myself. Man, and that will do it for this segment of my four-part podcast series, The Buff Body, The Buff Mind, The Buff Spirit, and The Buff Bank. I want to see you jacked. Now, the prior two episodes, I talked about the buff body, the buff spirit. This one, I spoke about the buff mind. My next episode, I'm going to be talking about the buff bank. That's right. I want you to have deep pockets. I want your money to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1974 as he was competing for the Mr. Olympia Bodybuilding Championship. One of the crucial parts about life is that money is going to help you get to where you need to go. It's going to help you solve problems. It's going to help you solve other people's problems. Now, we don't want to be a millionaire just for the sake of being being a millionaire. We want to be a wealthy person so that we can contribute to life, to fulfill our destinies and our fates and help people along the way. If we don't have money, man, we're not going to be able to help as many people as we could. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some outliers out there. You might, you know, be thinking of Gandhi or Mother Teresa. They didn't have, you know, money and their their impact and influence on this world was profound and significant. But hey, for the wide swath of people, hey, I'm not Gandhi, I'm not Mother Teresa, I'm going to need some money to get where I need to go, and more than likely, so are you. So my next podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about the Buff Bank. If you made it to the end of this podcast, thank you so much for listening. Leave me a comment, reach out to me, connect with me on my social medias, you can find me on Instagram, Ruben underscore Quavis. Uh, I'm on TikTok, Gathering Strength Podcast. I'm on Facebook. I will be leaving some links so that you can. Hey, reach out and touch me. I want to hear from you. Know who you are, where you at, what you got going on. If you feel that I have spoken incorrectly on any of these these uh, podcasts or subjects or whatever, you know, I, I probably have. <laughs> but let me know. Where did I mess up? Where, what did I hit on the the head? 
What am I accurate about? Let me know. I'm open for constructive criticism. Anyways, until then, you know what time it is. It's onward. Always onward.